This is Optimal Startup Daily, episode 706, The Gervais Principle, by Keith Wilson of keithwilsoncounseling.com. And I'm Dan, I am your host here, and I'm with you every single day reading from some great entrepreneurship blogs. And uh, so let's get right to it now, as we hear from Keith Wilson and optimize your life. The Gervais Principle, by Keith Wilson of keithwilsoncounseling.com. The Gervais Principle, named after Ricky Gervais, the creator of The Office, and coined by Venkatesh Rao of the not-as-popular blog Ribbon Farm, states that at the top of any organization are sociopaths, at the bottom are losers, and in the middle are the clueless. In case that isn't self-evident to you, let me explain. A sociopath with an idea recruits losers to do the work, and a company is born. The losers accept a bad bargain for the sake of a steady paycheck. They know who cashes in big, and it's not them, it's the sociopaths at the top. So they punch their clock, put in their time, but derive most of their satisfaction in life, if any, from what they do outside of work. The clueless, the middle managers, or any hard worker, don't acknowledge that the sociopaths are in bad faith. They believe they can get ahead by playing the game and busting their butts for the company. The sociopaths snicker, give the clueless a pittance more than the losers, and use the clueless to shield them from the people at the bottom who know the truth. The clueless believe they will rise in the organization, but they never will, because they don't understand how the game is played. It's played according to the sociopath's rules, not the rules in the employee handbook. Folks from Wall Street or any other rapacious dog-eat-dog field readily agree that the Gervais principle is an accurate summation of the firms in which they work. I've been employed by a few nonprofit organizations that have proved to be headed by sociopaths and staffed by losers and clueless as well. I can admit that I've been a loser, stuck in dead-end jobs that weren't going anywhere. While at a local health system, I was largely a member of the clueless until I caught on to the game. Finally, I quit to go my own way, to private practice, taking a few of the local health system's customers with me, as well as the skills they paid me to learn, thus becoming a small-time sociopath with no losers or clueless to exploit. If you agree with this characterization about organizations, what can you do about it? How is a person to behave if he wants to be successful but also wants to sleep at night? True sociopaths don't have any trouble sleeping, no matter who they But if you cannot be as ruthless as all that, what else can you do but take your place in the ranks of the losers and clueless? I think this is the place where we should turn down the hyperbole. The terms sociopath, loser, and clueless are amplified to help you understand the situation, but they don't tell you what to do about it. Therefore, let's tone it down a little and reduce the heat, I don't think to be successful in an organization, you really need to be an actual bona fide clinically certified sociopath with all the baggage that entails. I think it means that to succeed in business, you have to be a businessman. To get rich, you've got to be a capitalist. To prevail in office politics, you've got to study your Machiavelli. You've got to turn away from morals and ethics just a bit and trust that the market with its blind hand will sort things out. The clueless are not entirely clueless. At least they don't have to be to be successful middle managers or satisfied hard workers. You should be able to love what you do and work hard at it, doing it for its own satisfaction without being derided as clueless because the 1% reap most of the benefits. The prototypically clueless believe the lies that the 1% makes them swallow, that they too will thrive in the same way the 1% thrives. Actual middle managers and hard workers know that it is rigged, but take pleasure in work for its own sake. When I'm on the soccer field, I put it all out there. I try my best and do whatever I can do to bring my team victory. 
but I'm not clueless because when the game is over, I know it was just a game. I know that even if we win, it doesn't mean we're all rich, famous, and get the hot chicks. If I score the winning goal, my teammates may hoist me on their shoulders for a celebration. But by the end of the night, after so many beers, I can be as annoying to them as ever. Nor are the losers really losers. Sure, they've accepted what one may characterize in a sociopathic frame of mind as a bad bargain. But is it really? Your average worker toiling in a factory, office, or school may never be the 1% vacationing in Capri. They may not get the stock options, the inflated CEO pay, or the golden parachutes the sociopaths relish. Stuck in mindless, repetitive, and meaningless labor, it might be hard for them to find joy in what they do, to grab for all the gusto they can. But it doesn't have to mean they are losers. They are not entirely losers as long as they have an adequate, steady paycheck. I was a loser a few times, but every turn I took as one resulted in a net gain. While I worked in food service, I built my house. While I milked cows, I raised small children. While I sawed logs, turning big pieces of wood into little pieces of wood all day, I went to school at night. While I worked at that local health system and saw the groundbreaking mental health program I developed shut down by the bean counters, I did the grunt work of shrinking heads eight hours a day and wrote my first book. Loser my So you see, the Gervais principle can illuminate many things about the organization in which you work. Just don't take the terms too seriously. You just listened to the post titled The Gervais Principle by Keith Wilson of keithwilsoncounseling.com. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. And one of the things I really love about Indeed is that it filters out those incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com startup. So just go to indeed.com startup right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash startup. Terms and conditions apply. And big thanks to Keith Wilson, who is a licensed mental health counselor and certified alcohol and substance abuse counselor in private practice. And he's got more than 35 years of experience. Plus, he's an author. His newest book is called The Road to Reconciliation, a comprehensive guide to peace when relationships go bad. He also recently published a workbook connected to it titled How to Make an Apology You'll Never Have to Make Again. Keith provided psychotherapy in a community mental health center in Rochester, New York for 20 years and has also written three novels. And his blog is full of great wisdom. So to check out more of his work, visit Keith's website, which again is keithwilsoncounseling.com. But that is it for another edition of Optimal Startup Daily. I hope you enjoyed it and that you're having a great day. And I'll be back again with you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.